more about co-housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-housing Houston is a multi-generational, community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We're developing the first co-housing project in Texas, and we're really glad you found us today. me, just me, just Kelly here today. Lynn is off gallivanting around the country, but actually it isn't just me alone. I have somebody else in my little podcast room here. I have a wonderful guest coming to us from another forming co-housing community, and I'm super excited to introduce Kate Hand. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kelly. Hi. So Kate is coming to us from Adams Creek Co-housing. They've not yet moved in. So it's really fun because they're at about the same development pace as Co-housing Houston. So Kate, you and I'll have to just send each other like new home, you know, Update. announcement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a wreath for your door, a wreath for your door. Yeah. <laughs> See, right now lives in Redwood City, California, but Adams Creek Co-housing is actually in Hood River, Oregon. So you've got a big move uh, ahead of you. Yes, we do. Exciting. Are I'm you looking forward uh, to that part? Yeah, I was gonna say, are you uh downsizing, organizing, or no, just oh, we definitely have to downsize some, but the unit that we're moving into is a even a slightly larger than the house we're in right now. But this house includes a shed in the back that is filled with stuff that we're we have to get rid of, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Well, and stuff they presumably won't need with your life in co-housing because you'll be able to exactly. share those things with your neighbors. That's yeah. great. I'm similarly, um, we need to do a little bit. Of, we don't really need to do downsizing. We really just need to do kind of that uh, de decluttering, you know, like I have three teenagers and so it feels like stuff just accumulates. Their bathroom alone is going to take like two weeks to pack. It's going to be insane. I have three girls. It's a lot. Anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And so Kate, you have a son as well. I take it. You've got yes. a, a boy about to graduate from college. Yes. And he is a collector and does not like to get rid of anything and has, you know, sort of he's uh, he's sentimental about his toys. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we have an attic and a closet full of uh, toys because he's a collector, too. So, uh, you know, he went through the different phases of the, you know, the action figures and the Pokemons and, you know, yes. Well, the question is, are you going to take the collections with you or are you just going to like put them in a box and ship them to his next home? <laughs> you know, kids are in that, they're, they're in that liminal place where they don't really have a place to ship anything to, you know, he's, he doesn't even have his housing set up for this fall yet. And he's returning to college next month. Yeah. So it <laughs> sounds like the collections are staying with you. <laughs> Um, we're lucky enough to not have to sell our house, so we can continue to shove things up into the attic for a long time, <laughs> which is a mixed blessing, you know. Right, right, exactly. Well, Kate, you're active in your community. Um, you were you were working full time up until pretty recently. How long have you yes. been? How long have you been not working? Because you were a teacher, so were you? With yeah, I taught up until June thirtieth. So wow. that was my last day of teaching five days a week. So, uh, yeah. So now I am available to take on a little bit more responsibility around Adams Creek. And <laughs> that's great. Well, it sounds like you have a good amount of responsibility though, because you are active yeah. in the membership circle and then also the community life circle. Right. 
Great. So what does that look like in your, in your group? I membership is usually, you know, people coming in and that one's pretty self-explanatory, but what do you all do in your community life circle? Oh, we do a lot. There's a lot of sub-circles of that. Uh, governance is one and uh, one that we're calling relationships resources, but that's really, they're about trying to figure out how we um, uh, do conflict resolution. Mm. And then there's another circle that has to do with um, parents and kids. And mm -hmm. then there's a, you know, uh, another group that are working on uh, so so yeah it's a lot it's it's all about creating the the fabric you know sort of making sure that we're in relationship with each other and since you know I mean we're not living together yet but we still are doing a lot to try to make sure that we're in touch with each other and building our relationships that's so, so brilliant I love that well so tell me a little bit about what brought you to co-housing in the first place because you all have been kind of going strong even pre-pandemic so when you joined it though in 2018 is that right somewhere yeah between 2018 and 2019 and uh yeah um well i have been wanting co-housing for years and we as we mentioned earlier i have a 21 year old son now but when he was a kid we my husband <laughs> and i really tried to find it where we were and we couldn't and of course now that he's about to graduate <laughs> college we're finally right. moving into housing but you know, it was it was a way that I had wanted to live to raise a kid, but I still want to live that way. And right. I think living where you know your neighbors and you're in relationship with them and you're, you know, you're surrounded by people that you that you love and you're sort of trying to create something together. Yeah. Um, really, it's an exciting prospect. So, well, you know, Kate, I'll share with you. So so we moved into causing when my youngest was three. So we had this kind of like bucolic, lovely time with our girls in community and then now we are moving back into co-housing and my oldest is about to graduate from high school. So she won't be with us for, you know, that long in, in our co-housing. But honestly, I'm looking forward to co-housing also as a person without kids, because I found that like when you have kids in tow, it's pretty easy to meet your peers. You know what I mean? Like you can make your peer friends like all over the place because you show up with kids and people talk and there you go, you're off to the races. But after, afterwards, you know, when your kids are gone, you kind of need a group of people who are, you know, willing to go do fun stuff. Like if I want to go, you know, see the Barbie movie, I can't count on my teenage girls to go with me, but I can count on my co-housing peeps to go. So exactly. I think maybe there's some value, you know, different, different value at different stages, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and now, I mean, because we are an intergenerational community, there's some uh, adorable kids that are in our community that, you know, we get to love on and then hand them back. So yes. you know. <laughs> that's excellent. Well, so tell me the story of your community since you came in in 2018, but they'd been going for a little bit at that point. Is that right? Yep. So there was a couple, Jim and Nishira, who had two small children, I think three and five, maybe. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had heard about co-housing and they brought in Katie and Chuck, you know, mm -hmm, uh, yeah. Katie and Cam and Chuck Durrett and, uh, had, and put signs all over Hood River, you know, uh, advertising that, that they were coming to talk about this thing. And it was, there was something that they wanted to create. And I think, I don't know, maybe 150 people showed up to <laughs> this, um, uh, event in a downtown auditorium. And out of that, 
I think seven or eight people uh, decided to go for it. Yeah. And, um, and that was seven and a half years ago. And of those founding members, um, fewer than half of them are still, <laughs> are still with the project. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's sort of the beginning. I mean, then, you know, they thought they found a uh, property. It was a beautiful sort of um, rural property, a little bit further from the middle of Hood River than we are now. And then the seller suddenly decided to double the price. So then they thought, okay, this is not going to happen at all. And uh, then they found this property that we have now, which is just a miraculous property. It's it's so beautiful, and yet it's you know like walking distance to downtown to the hospital, and but it's surrounded by trees and a creek that runs through it. So we sort of feel like we're, you know, held in the hands of nature, but right outside our perimeter is. Um, all the goodies from civilization. So that's amazing. I love that. that. So you guys are a pandemic uh, community too. Yeah, boy. (laughs) You had to do the the big Zoom pivot. And did you face some of the similar challenges, I wonder, from that? Were they, you know, with prices going up and with Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. That was actually a critical moment for this community. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, yes. Because suddenly our prices were 37% higher than they had been predicted. Yeah. Yeah. And that was hard for uh, a lot of people. And some people left. We scrambled to make sure that we could take care of our families because we wanted yeah. to, you know, keep, uh, and, and it's usually the families that are, you know, yeah, that are sort of hardest. Yeah. not yeah. far along in their money earning lives. And so yeah. I haven't, you know, it's, it's, it's hardest for them to buy real estate. So, um, yeah, so we, did, a couple, a uh, couple people left, but most of us hung in there and, uh, because we'd already gotten to know each other and, you know, sort of, love each other and and this property and and this vision that we had of yeah. living life together so a lot of people downsized some people went from three bedrooms to two or from two bedrooms to one so that they could still afford it so okay so i'm wondering too this is how it was for me but i don't know if this is true for everybody but for me though being in a forming co-housing group during the pandemic was in some ways amazing because you have this like wonderful project to dream about and have meetings about. It gave us like purpose and something to do. And like you click onto Zoom and there's a whole community of people out there. <laughs> Did you feel yes. the same way? <gasps> oh, absolutely. And it put all of us on the equal footing because we live in, you know, we live 10 hours away by car. So we couldn't be at any of the meetings. So when we first joined, you know, it was awkward to be because they were all meeting live and we'd come in yes. on our, you know, on our computers. And it was very unsatisfying. But then when everybody was meeting on Zoom and we, you know, each had our little squares, I mean, it was just, it was so much more lovely. Plus, um, it was the pandemic, so people were hungry to gather. So we would have uh, happy hours on Fridays, and that's where we really learned about each other because we'd always have some kind of uh, topic, you know, like a prompt, and then people would talk about their childhoods or about you know their the first job or the first time they had a, their heart broken or you know the most important uh, mentor. So every week it was a different thing, and so we were telling each other our stories, and it was a. Uh, a beautiful way to get to know each other, which never would have happened without the pandemic. So there were definitely gifts. Mm, I love that. 
Did you guys face any other, I know that California and the Pacific Northwest uh, real estate can be kind of uh, a challenge or up and down, I don't know, an exciting ride maybe is the way to put it. Did you guys face any challenges with your um, permitting or anything or purchasing your property? Oh, the permitting, the permitting process is, is, <laughs> is long, but yeah. the, our biggest problem was that we had um, a NIMBY neighbor, you know, not in my backyard neighbor oh. who did not want to be here, who was a lawyer. And oh, no. Oh, no. So he knew what to do. And he stopped mm. us every time he could for two years until he couldn't anymore. And then he moved away. So, uh, but it was, that was, a, that was, yeah. I mean, there were many challenges to getting this yeah. thing built, but that was definitely one of them. Yeah. Well, you know, so I was poking around on your website and looking at your gorgeous pictures of your gorgeous new homes. They can be so beautiful. Um, and you. I noticed it said sustainable living is one of your values. And so I was wondering what that looks like. Um, you know, where you and I are from two very different climates. Like, so what is sustainable living? What's kind of unique to Hood River that you do up there that um, makes it different from other homes in the area? Well, Definitely solar. And that's something that we had when our prices went up, we decided mm -hmm. we had to sort of be prepared to be solar ready, but we weren't going to actually do solar until we, yeah. could, you know, until, but uh, we decided it was a bigger priority and we were willing to take on uh, a, a, a loan mm -hmm. um, that we might have to pay ourselves rather than you know have it to be out of distributable cash which we're hoping the distributable ca cash is there but there have been a lot of you know a lot of surprises along the way and that distributable cash is you know yeah the uh, wish list is long and the pot is not very full yeah you absolutely know what I'm talking about yeah so but we recently decided no we we want this we we want to be solar so um the solar will be installed as soon as the buildings are can can take it, and they'll be right. there just you know at the very beginning of spring when the sun is going to yeah. be you know <laughs> worthwhile. So that's so exciting. Yeah. And that's we'll also exciting. have. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say it's also uh, kind of like the icing on the top of the cake. You know, like you're going to see the solar panels on your roof and be like, oh, no, it's done. Yeah. This is great. We did it. Yeah, yeah. We also are planning to have a car sharing program, and we also have uh, electric plug-ins. Five stations in the parking. Okay. And uh, well, tell me we're, about your electric car share program. How far are you all along? Are you still oh, in, like the notion? It's very yeah. It's very much okay. in the forming stage. But we're also all electric. We're not doing any fossil fuel. So uh, you know, induction, uh, which I've never I've never cooked with induction heat before. So. <laughs> Uh, you so know. Kate, one of our one of our members here was like, I don't know about those induction, but she went to a restaurant supply store and they sell single burner induction, uh, like cook, you know, things. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So she bought one Probably. and now she loans it around to all of us so that we can all try our, our stuff. And everybody, it's convinced everyone in our group. We're all like, induction's amazing. This is perfect. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so if you ever, you know, need a little like one burner stove, just go get yourself an induction one and then you'll feel like comfortable with your. With right. Your yeah. 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 I, I have confidence. I do have other friends that have said, oh, it's fine. You'll like it. So, yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Excellent. Well, so and then as far as decision making goes, your group, you mentioned that you all use uh, sociocracy, which I'm going to just assume that everybody listening here knows what sociocracy is. 
if you don't go Google it, but um, I was wondering for your group, you know, how, how did you get everybody into some training or did you like have a retreat or like, how did this happen for you all? There is a, I guess it three sessions or four sessions um, training that mm -hmm. sociocracy for all supplies. And so we all did that in small groups, not all together, because okay. you can't do, you know, the uh, sociocracy works best, at least in the in the helping circles with, you know, six, seven people at the eight at the most. Yeah. So so we did small group trainings. Um, yeah. And we all and then we're using it in all of our meetings. And we also have. um interest groups for people who are facilitators or people who are note takers or people who are oh, you know sort of trying yeah. to get you know, sort of further our training or whatever interest you know whatever area of interest you have in leadership and okay. so yeah Great. so we're trying to get you know we, we know that we're still uh young in our understanding of it uh but it has been for me i, I mean I, I love sociocracy i just think it's the best and it yes. really guarantees that every voice is heard and that no one can come in and sort of, you know, um, take over the conversation and, you know, suck up all the oxygen. I mean, everybody, every voice is heard. And that the idea of sociocracy is that if there's an objection, that's a gift. You know, you look, okay, what is it? Because you only object when you feel like whatever the proposal is, is against the aims and the, you know, the values of, uh, of whatever group you're in. So if it's, it's a helping circle or if it's the full circle. Um, and it's not about personal preference. And, and a lot of times decisions are like, okay, good enough for now. Let's try it and we'll review it in, yes. in uh, six months or, you know, a year. I used to see so, that kind of softening happen. You know, it's really like, I think that that's one of the things that makes co-housing really work or really honestly most relationships work is when you have that kind of softening of you know what is what is the best can I try something for now let's see where yes. we can go yeah that kind of willingness uh somebody mentioned that they were agreement oriented and I was like oh mm. I like that <laughs> like like gonna orient myself towards being in agreement I'm gonna bring up if things are not gonna work but I but I'm gonna orient myself in that direction I love that so did you, um, do you train new people then when they come in, yes. do you have them do, okay. So they do the yeah. same training and you make sure everybody's on board. Oh, I like that. That's awesome. So what specific community work are you all doing right now? You're like six months out from move in. Um, I assume you guys have like a pet policy in place and some of that early stuff is, is done. What are you, what are you working on? Um, let's see. We're trying to figure out uh, what part of the campus we can supply workspace for people because we have young families now that are looking at us and they've been working at home all through the pandemic and they found out that they love working at home and they want to you know both be there for the kids because they you know families with small kids so you know we I mean, the, the world has changed since the pandemic, you know, so we now need to look and see what can we do to make sure that these families, especially if there isn't, you know, if they've got uh, so many kids that they, that a three bedroom is not going to give them office space or, or that they can only afford a two bedroom. You know, how are we going to, how are we going to make sure that there's a place for these people to work? Because that's, that's become a value for them now. Yes. Oh, I like that. So, that's good. So, 
Yeah, so um, that's, we're, we're looking at that long and hard right now. Mm. And also we're, uh, One Circle is working on a policy for conflict resolution, just, you know, how to sort of, how to step-by-step, step, you know, what do we, we're, we are, a lot of us in the community are studying nonviolent communication. And so we're, you know, I mean, there are lots of tools out there, but that's one that a lot of us are favorably inclined towards. And so right. we're just trying to figure out how to get ready for it. And we've already had some conflicts actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and being able to work through it together and come out the other side has been really wonderful for all of us to kind of go, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, we can, we can do this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's instructive too, you know, like, oh, this worked well, this I'd like to be, have me different. And it's the ongoing social experiment of living. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, great. Well, so Kate, do you all have, for anyone who's listening, who's like looking for co-housing, do you all have any homes still available in your community? We do. We have oh, three great. units right now. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. We have one that is a two bedroom, two bath, a ground floor, um, and it's built for ADA. So it's, it's accessible and, um, and the counters are a little bit lower. Um, I mean, you know, anybody who didn't want low counters could probably retrofit it quite easily, but right now it's, you know, it's prepared for ADA. And then we have two, three bedroom, two bath units. One is, uh, on the, um, Oh, I guess they're both ground floor. One is right next to the creek and has a lot of upgrades. And then one is um, not next to the creek, but it's, okay, it's a little the, further in. Yeah. But it's on the it's on the first floor for people who have dogs. I think that's sometimes a, a consideration. For uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, do you hold regular info sessions or learnabouts then? Yes. In fact, we just had one yesterday, Excellent. and we'll have. Oh, I should have brought that information with me. I'm I'm terrible that I don't have that with me but you know what Kate I'm going to put it in the uh, show notes I'll put your uh, website in the show notes and give people an opportunity and a place where they could come and learn a little bit more about Adams Creek great good yeah this has been so fun I really really appreciate you coming on and I really appreciate your time it's been so really talking to you Kelly it's just so great that we're sort of in that same place with our community so I hope that we stay in touch because it's really fun talking to you about this definitely thanks Kate Thanks for stopping by today. We're so glad you clicked on our episode. For more information about our project, Cohousing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about cohousing, we like cohousing.org. We're active on social media, so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Cohousing Houston.